0: A skilled layperson's view of branding and marketing and the present circumstances of the United Methodist Church on a bonus episode of To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble, episode number 29. You are welcome to be encouraged. With Bishop Julius C. Tremble, Bishop Tremble is on a mission to encourage you with the love of Jesus Christ, so you can rise to your highest potential. On to be encouraged, Bishop Tremble speaks to a discouraged world with a good word on the pandemic, racism, the environment, human sexuality and the state of the church, with a focus on centering your life on the love of Jesus Christ. Has there ever been a more needed time for an encouraging word to our world? This is your time to rise to your greatest potential and to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Hello, good people, and welcome to To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trumbull. My name is Rev. Dr. Brad Miller, and I co-host To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trumbull. This is the podcast about offering an encouraging word to a discouraged world. This is a bonus episode, episode number 29. And today we're going to get the view of a skilled layperson His name is David Johns, who comes to us from the automotive industry. He's the lay leader of the United Methodist Church in the Indiana Conference. This episode was recorded on my podcast, the United Methodist People podcast, about a year or so ago in uh, the fall of 2021. But it's pertinent to our discussions now in the fall of 2022 about the circumstances we face in our United Methodist Church. And Bishop Julius Tremble was involved with this interview deeply and extensively and was a part of this process of helping us understand some of the gifts that lay people bring to bear to the circumstances in the church, particularly as David speaks to things of branding and marketing and how we are viewed in the church by lay folks. And so I think you're going to enjoy this episode number 29 as we continue to seek to get all kinds of voices here on the United Methods People podcast. And on this bonus episode, we hear from lay folks in the future. We're going to hear from university professors and authors and leaders and teachers and people in outdoor ministries and their various aspects of the life of the church as we look to move forward in faith and not look back. Move forward with an encouraging word. So let's get into our conversation with David Johns, lay leader of the Indiana Conference from uh, Kokomo, Indiana, and Indiana Area Bishop, Bishop Julius C. Trimble, right now. Talking with Indiana Area Bishop Julius Trimble about many matters concerning the church and one of the great things we can do is bring in other guests. And today we have another guest with us who is a very involved uh, lay person from Kokomo, Indiana. He, his name is David Johns. He has retired from the automotive industry, but was very involved in that part of the world and things such as branding and marketing and helping in the automotive industry. And now he's translating his skills as a lay leader of the Indiana conference and he'll lead the lay at the He has a lot of thoughts about, uh, how we are perceived as a church. But first of all, Bishop, welcome to the podcast and help us welcome David.
1: Well, thank you, Dr. Brad Miller, my friend and uh, colleague. Thank you for hosting us and David Johns, uh, our conference leader. Some folks might not know what that is. So even as you, before you launch into your, into your comments around branding, what is a conference lay leader in the United Methodist Church?
2: bishop i'd be happy it's funny my, my notes commented on on how things have changed and the united methodist church i love the structure of the church in that we have a clergy in the local church we make sure there's a member of the laity there to be the voice of the laity and a connection with the clergy and that's the local church lay leader and then as you know we're organized then into districts and to maintain a connection at the district level the district lay leader communicates with the local church lay leaders and stays connected to the conference superintendent to maintain that connection as well. And as we, as we move through the organization, then the district lay leaders come together at the Board of Laity, where the conference lay leader brings those voices together and grabs what's going on throughout the various districts and shares those with the bishop. And Bishop Trimble and I try to meet just about once a month, every other month, except conference month, and we typically skip December where we have these chats about what's going on, what I'm hearing, what he's hearing to show the information back and forth. So I think it's a, a great system to maintain that connectivity between laity, clergy, laity, and the overall way that orga- the, the, the conference is organized. I think that may
1: be, Brad, why they call us Methodists, you think? I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we
0: got a system, don't we? We got a method about our madness, and sometimes it is maddening at times. <laughs> but uh most of, much of the time it is uh, uh, uh organization for a purpose uh, Wesley talked about you know being organized to beat the devil and things like that uh we it's, I think it's important also to lift up uh, david's connection that he is uh the conference leader, leader which has to do with the state of Indiana, but he is also very involved with his local church and and of course, you and know, I Bishop always talk about the you know the vitality of the local church and the local church pastor and local church. Leadership and so, uh, David, just give us just one uh, thing about your local church. Tell us about it. Just one thing about what's happening in your local church.
2: I I think that the I'm going to back up a little bit because it's important sometimes to recognize what we think are problems are God's way of giving us solutions. A few years ago, uh, our church was diagnosed with with mold, and and that forced us to take everything everything out of the sanctuary, and and it's funny, but when a sanctuary's been around for a number of years, there's a lot of stuff that shows up there. You're not exactly sure how it got there, and and as we started pulling stuff out, we found stuff that needed to be repaired, and and really brought a whole new sanctuary in place. But what really happened was people coming together to work on that sanctuary and seeing people pull together. And then a few years later, we decided to do some other renovation projects and and discovered that sometimes the the best way to do stuff is to not have enough money to do it, but have enough people who want to do it and do it together. Uh, whenever we talk about shortages or there's not a way to do things, I, I think we just don't think hard enough about, we worry about obstacles that are really non-existent and we put our mind to it. And and I, I walk away saying the, the, the blessings we have was a problem that showed up and turned out the problem was nothing more than a good vehicle for us to be pulled together. As a matter of fact, I, I had the unfortunate experience of, of a colleague of mine who recently passed away and, and I have the, the pictures of him helping, uh, you know, cut framing together, put stuff back together. And my memories of him are how we all stood and worked together hour after hour, friends and neighbors, brothers and sisters together for a common cause. So maybe, maybe that's the whole point of of connection is to not forget uh, how to pull ourselves yes. together what? to make things happen.
0: Very very well said, and a good metaphor for the church as a whole, and how we have, are facing some challenges in our denomination and in our local churches right now that are pretty profound. And Bishop, I know you really wanted to talk to David about some of his insights and some of the things he's brought to you re- regarding how we are perceived as a church. What do you, yeah, would David, you like to? D-
1: yeah, David, about? you've talked a lot recently, and we've talked about this about this whole notion of branding. And I shared with David that I know when I've traveled across. Uh, The globe, particularly in Africa, how important the flame and the cross is, even in these little rural villages, uh, wherever there's a United Methodist Church or a clinic or a school, they really uh, 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 value the flame and the cross to symbolize, here's the presence of the United Methodist Church. But I think you meant more than just that, the whole notion of branding. Why don't you comment on 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 what we what what you're hearing and also what you what you've learned and experienced about the branding good the good and bad of it.
2: Be happy to. It, it's it's kind of interesting. It, it, as as I started out, I was a local church lay leader, which means I had one church. That wasn't too bad. Then I became the district lay leader and discovered a little over a hundred churches. Then became the conference lay leader. Now it's over a thousand churches, and the implications of that are that we got to be careful at how we look at the annual conference, the thousand churches, as all being the same, thinking the same, looking the same, or even how they view branding the same. And, and in, in the automotive world, branding is pretty important because you're, you're trying to make a symbol or some idea people know who you are. And of late, um, who we are has gotten a bit uh, distracting. Uh, the views some of the views are accurate some are not Uh, there are churches out there that are very much methodist the brand of the the umc is very very strong Um, uh, when i travel that's what i look for for a church to attend there's some other areas where it's suffered a bit and it's important for us to understand what's what's creating that and there are others that really want to distance themselves from this notion and so you always look at brands as far as are they an asset or liability and why that is and is, is there something you really need to do about it? Because no matter what happens, the, the reality is that we're, we are in the business of, of sharing the goodness of Jesus Christ. And and we got we got to work on the brand, but we got to not lose track of what the brand is all about and what we're here to do and how to focus on that purpose. And by focusing on that purpose, we begin to help people understand what we really stand for. Uh, because the brand's, the brand, there's just a lot of information. And I'll be honest, because I visit churches, not all the information is accurate. Some of it is. But how do we mm-hmm. keep the, keep our eyes on the ball of what we're here for and, and work the brand issues off the side? It's interesting because we, the, the car guys, uh, you know, I, I think I had a conversation prior to this about the notion of electric vehicles coming. And and they are. That doesn't mean the electric, the, the car guys don't keep selling cars. And, and our job is irrespective of these notions. We got to work that as part of our family, but we can't quit talking about Jesus. So I guess, Bishop, my notion of branding is we got to keep our eye on the ball of branding, but not at the exclusion of keeping our eye on mission and ministry, which is what our job is. That sounded like mm-hmm. a really
1: diplomatic conference lay leader way of saying, stop worrying about postponement of general conferences. <laughs> You're just right. Just Just make disciples of Jesus Christ Love God, love neighbor, and welcome everybody to the church.
2: This should be very good. Church. That, I, that, that's, but we've had this conversation before. I am I'm, I'm, I guess a member of laity and not having gone to all the theology class, I do keep it simple. Jesus is a pretty simple guy. He said, love God, right? Love neighbor, tell the good news. And yeah. keep your eye on that ball. You'll be Okay.
0: Hmm. Love that. Well, David, what do you think? Uh, we're talking about being on brand and kind of being true to our brand ah. uh, of of uh, you know loving God, love neighbor. You know, I just preach a series of sermons by the three simple rules: you know, do no harm, do good, stay in love with God. And uh, I think that's important that we do that. But I think the reality is, uh, and I'd like for Bishop you to comment on this as well as David. Uh, we're off brand a lot of times. So a lot of people perceive us. <laughs> differently we're perceived in political terms or perceived in non uh, be just being non-relevant to real life issues uh so david or bishop what are some of the things that are getting us the united methodist church off brand what are we going to do
1: about it
2: Bishop, i'll let you start and i'll follow you well so i
1: think one of the things that gets us off brand is when people people misbrand us as a single note church uh Uh, So some people say the flame, oh, that's the church that's that doesn't welcome LGBTQ persons or they're always fighting about uh, uh, who's in and who's out, as opposed to that's the church that that is noted for responding when there are disasters all over the world or right here in Indiana. Or that's the church that's part of the safety net to address uh, uh, food insecurity in Indiana or that's the church where there is a child care center where my granddaughter goes to uh no we are often misbranded or often and i think maybe justifiably so said that's the place where maybe i've experienced church hurt uh so uh sometimes we're misbranded and sometimes we lean into the wrong things that are associated with 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 our uh denomination
2: it's, it's David, uh, what, what, Go ahead, David. It's, it's interesting that, uh, Brad, you mentioned about sermons. Lately, I've been asked to also supply some messages at one of the churches. And I, I talked about the notion of of the understanding of the word love, and that it means caring about someone as much as you care about yourself. And I can't help but be drawn to Scripture. And you guys can correct me because I'm going to do this from memory. where Jesus tells his disciples, you know, the last command I give you is love each other's. As much as I've loved you, and by this, people will know you are my disciples. And someplace here, I've given that message a couple of times. So I think we've kind of forgotten that commandment that you know we can we can disagree and we can have all these things, but we, we get misbranded because we don't show that part of our discipleship that says that, that that's how we still feel about each other. Uh, I have I have four adult children and and they're they're gonna be more influenced by our actions than by our signs and by our brochures. And and those actions are what's going to brand us, if you will. And and we got if we keep our eye in the right spot, and I will keep preaching that notion that these other things, you know, we've we've had conflicts in church for a long time. We just have to learn how to to budget the right energy to them, so that we don't end up being known as Bishop said the church of the this, as opposed to the church of Jesus Christ. And and Mm -hmm. that's the battle we have as leaders, not to, to to get trapped in this other mode. We don't keep that message clear and clean that. Yeah, it's tough. It it is a challenge. We have some really hard debates to deal with. But nevertheless, we have to figure out how to deal with them, not at the expense of sharing that message. Brad, you're
1: you're a better historian than I am, but a quote by John Wesley, uh, sometimes it's used and sometimes abused, uh, is that though we cannot think alike, may we not all love alike. May we not be one of, of one heart, though we are not of one opinion. And uh, that's somehow we've lost that in our society today. You know, that if we're not of one opinion, we can't be of one heart. If we're not of one opinion, we can't be respectful equally. Uh, we can't remember that we all are persons of sacred worth. And the the, the, the church should be leading the way as the engine, not the caboose and demonstrating, as David just said, the the message of Jesus, that they will know we are Christians, indeed, by our love.
0: It's uh, awesome to share both the scriptural basis, as David did, and the Wesleyan theology, which you did uh, there, Bishop. And uh, I just want to kind of bring us back into the context of where of the world that we live in right now mm. with a lot of division and a lot of, of uh, separatism, if you will, that is both within the church and in the world and in society. And uh, so we got to keep the focus on what's the main thing, and yet we still got to speak to these various divisive groups and and still love them and care for them regardless. And David, I'm kind of wondering if maybe there are some lessons we might learn uh, from the business world. You come to us from the automotive industry and are well-versed into what's going on in the business world. Is there any lessons learned from the business world that we can apply to the church that that is so fragmented sometimes, and our world is so fragmented that can help us to uh, get back on track a little bit.
2: Yeah, I I think it it you know automotive the, the world of automotive goes through lots of different changes, and we kind of forget some of the challenges automotive went through. And and I, I never forget you know I've had bosses all along that kept me focused on you know our purpose, and and not to not that we didn't have strong debates, not that we didn't have strong disagreements, not that we didn't have some knockdown drag outs. But in the end, to recognize that we had a joint purpose, and and that purpose, you know, I I, I take that the same the same with the church world. That I, I'm I'm a great debater. I don't mind arguing. I won't ha- having those fights. But the point at which they're no longer productive, the point at which they no longer move us in the direction of the purpose, it's time to quit those. And I may have to disagree with you agreeably, but in the end, make no mistake, our time and resources is focused on that objective. And that's what I learned from the car business. You get ty- terribly distracted by, um, you know, what that vendor's doing. You didn't, you know, just like right now, there are chip shortages, which I giggle about. I once ran a plant that made those chips. You can't just stop and, and whine about, it. you've got to find a path forward that keeps that going. And as a church, as Nine Method Church, we've got to keep looking for that path forward one way or another, in spite of the disagreements, because the disagreements will continue, and, and not let those disagreements so tear us apart that they're so hurtful that we can't ever recover from them. Uh, Brad, I'm going to go back in time and, and, and share a very personal comment. Um, I am I, ca- I came up through the Vietnam era and a lot of conflicts there. And a lot of hurtful things were said. And, and I regret that we didn't find a way to reconcile those differences because the world changed, the time changes. and And I look at this hurtfulness now and say to myself, Dave, don't don't get yourself in that spot where you're so hurtful. It can't ever be fixed because Christ had this ability to love us no matter how dumb we got, no matter how many big mistakes we got, how many mistakes I continue to make. And all he asks is that we extend that same grace to other people around us. And when we talk about love, I'm not talking about that mushy romantic stuff. I'm talking about this notion that I care as much about you as I care about myself because that's what Christ did for me. And maybe if we get a little more of that, we could see past some of the arguments and recognize, Bishop, I may not agree on some stuff ever, but it will not change the fact that he's my friend and my bishop and we're going to agree disagreeably. Believe it or not, my wife and I don't agree on everything. That's probably a shock to you guys. And yet our relationship remains strong. And I yeah. want this church to have a strong relationship and figure out how to deal with our differences without it tearing us apart, because I want my kids to see a church that welcomes them to the world of Jesus Christ, not the world of all the divisiveness. And so I have a very, a very romantic dream. We'll somehow get our way around it. But I think if we turn to turn to Christ and to God, and look for a direction, we can pull that off. We just got we just got to quit being a little bit too full of ourselves and. Take our minds off we, and let Christ with it.
0: When we think about being full of ourselves, sometimes we full of ourselves when we think about how we, our agenda, our personal focus, you know, our own personal agenda, and how we've always done it, you know, this type of thing, you know, we've always done it this way. And maybe this is a time for even ramping up even more innovation and creativity and bringing in different voices, whether it be younger people or people from the business world, for instance, anything else that can give us a different perspective because so much of what we've done just hasn't been as effective as we would like to have been. Bishop, what do you think about that, thinking about innovation and creativity?
1: I think uh, in the midst of a global pandemic, uh, there, someone who said, I don't know who originally said this, but we should never let a good crisis go to waste. That I think uh, innovation and ad- adaptability are are really uh, a part of the outgrowth of being in uh, uh a global pandemic. So this is a season uh for us not just to wait for whatever the future holds but really to be creators of a better future uh and uh and 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 unapologetically pursuit pursue beloved community in the process.
0: Yeah. Awesome. I want to bring it right kind of around, kind of bring the conversation around now to a a biblical theological perspective for us to um, focus for the last minute or two of our conversation. I just want to put I for whatever reason this was laid in my heart, these three words that we need to be talking about a little bit when we're talking about our branding and about the diversity in the church and the division in the church and how we can kind of get back to the main thing. And those three words are grace, and love grace. and forgiveness and forgive yeah. grace, love and forgiveness. And I'd just like for you to uh, for you two gentlemen to speak on those for a minute in terms of how you would experience those in terms of this conversation we're having about branding and keeping the main thing, the main thing, Dave, how about you?
2: I, I, that's that's a, a great start because I've spent the last couple of weeks sharing with people, my reinterpretation of the word love. And maybe liking the, the, the Greek version where it's where I con- I'm con- as concerned about someone else as I am me. And and we've become very much about me and a little less about you and, and how do I get around that. And and to be reminded uh, that grace is this notion that I I am willing to extend to you the same thing. I want to extend it to me again. It, it's funny we, we are we are good at skipping our own mistakes but sometimes extremely good at identifying someone else's and and grace this whole note, I I share the story that, you know, we recently went through on on one of the, one of the meetings, I attend a lot of meetings about the Samaritan story and and how the Samaritan without hesitation saw a need and addressed it. And, and it wasn't about anything other than putting that person first. And someone, someone asked me about it and and I kidded him. I said, well, they said, "Well, Dave, don't don't we need to have a relationship?" I said, "Relationships great in the context, but if you're hurting out on the side of the street, what do you want somebody to come do? You want somebody to come extend grace to you? You don't you don't need an interrogation. They don't need to know why you're there. It, it's what what can they do? So that's that's the love of Christ to us and the grace that's extended to us by Christ. And and all he's asking is that we extend the same to others. And so sometimes it just takes a little self-reflection to recognize." Um, that we're, we're, we're still imperfect souls. I mean, I, I examine myself and I still make a lot of mistakes. There are times I wish I could grab words and pull them back. And I can't always do it. And, 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 and I expect people around me to to grant me that forgiveness. And in that same vein, I, I've got to extend that same thought to others because Christ extended that to me. And is trying to help me understand how to do that. Because in my world, I, I was in a tough, cutthroat corporate world. And and I've got to learn a little bit more about how to truly be the face of Christ so that people see grace in me, they see the love of God in me, and they see forgiveness in me. And if I expect people to do that for me, I've got to do that for others. And that's the tough part of those three words. I think there are great three words that challenge us. Can we do that? Can we see examples where we've done that? Because we expect that, Brad. We expect that to be extended to us. How do we extend that to others? Yes. Bishop, grace, love, and forgiveness.
1: Uh, grace is, uh, I, re- I really like that word, grace. Uh, often I, I've heard it years ago and and said, my wife and I said, God loves you. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes we'll say, and we love you. There's nothing you can do about it. So we've received grace and we can be instruments of grace uh, by loving people without Asking for, as David said, application or 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 aspiration. Uh, um, I use the I use the illustration. I say, if I can use my spiritual imagination, God God has a printing press in heaven, and God is printing name tags with everybody's name on it. And on the back of your name tag is stamped, "God loves you." There's nothing you can do about it. And it says Brad, or it says David, or it says Cindy, or it says Corinne or says Candace, whatever it says, every single person has a name, a name tag that God has printed that says you are loved. And there's nothing that it doesn't require action of Congress or conference uh, to change that. The, the, the Prophet Jeremiah said, well, God spoke to the Prophet Jeremiah and said, I love you with an everlasting love. So that that's what I see. See, grace is. David's done a great job of talking about love and and you know love mate, love and love and flesh love love in the flesh and the sense of yes you you have to really see it take action love as an action word forgiveness is something I think that we have neglected Brad, uh and we really need to recover it I thank God yes. for you bringing that up we we pray it as a rote prayer in in our religious ritual you know that our father who are in heaven. You know, forgive us our trespasses and some translations, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors or forgive us our trespasses as we forgive others who have trespassed against us. Or or Jesus yes. tells us that we ought to be forgiving, not just forgiving and loving, not just those whom we like or whom we love, but even our enemies. And and that's probably the hard work, the hard work of reconciliation is is the the outgrowth of true forgiveness.
0: Well, I think the forgiveness piece is is a huge piece of this because I think the reality is there's a lot of hurt, a lot of hurt feelings out there right now in our church and in our world. and And in order to get reconciliation, it's going to take the hard work of forgiveness, asking for forgiveness and being contrite in many ways and we can do it. That's whatever tradition is, but it, it ain't easy, is it? It, it ain't easy. And it's hard to teach that as well. well I want to bring it to one more thing. And I want to kind of conclude on this thought. Uh, David, when, Joe, when Bishop Trimble and I talk oftentimes, we had the theme of Bishop Trimble's theme is be encouraged. So I'd like to ask you to share what isn't you are encouraged about right now, given us all this conversation we've had. Then I'm going to ask
2: Bishop Trimble to pray us out
0: here. Well, David, what are you encouraged about?
2: I'm encouraged because when when I can go and talk to people in a little bit smaller setting and have a little bit more intimate time, I see lots of hope out there. And I talk about how as we have the help of the Holy Spirit, we also have a hum- tremendous amount of help from our sisters and brothers in Christ. And, you know, it, it takes us that when I can break through that other shell of these other things getting in people's way, and you can see smiles on faces that, you know, yeah, yeah, we can get back to that again. And and you go and you visit a food pantry in some little town, and you see the people there, and they're coming together to pull that together. I, I just see all those things out there and say to myself, it's there. We just got to keep working our way through it not forget that it's there and not forget that those voices are out there and to sometimes not be overwhelmed by maybe some of the loud voices that are overly influencing me and paying attention to some of the more quiet voices out there. That in truly are dedicated mission and ministry, and I can't forget about them either. And so they encourage me, and and I, uh, I, I just, I just love having those meetings and walking out of there and hearing the stories of the things that are going on, the people they've reached, and what they're doing. So Brad, I'm, I'm not discouraged at all. Uh, I'm a little discouraged at how, how little work I'm getting done in that vein because I've got a job there, but I'm not discouraged by what's out there.
0: Well, that, thank you for that. I love that about the listening to the stories and the and the small, quiet voices. Uh, Bishop, any closing comments you want to make, and then perhaps have a prayer for us.
1: Most certainly, I want to thank Brad and and uh, David for this rich, robust conversation. And uh, for those who may hear this podcast, we certainly want to send a blessing to all of the people uh, who who received this podcast. May indeed it be a blessing to you. For the Bible says in 1 Corinthians, we are one body, even though we are many members. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. And we often are referred to in terms of the church as the body of Christ. So I think that's a that's a serious mantle to carry if we are to reflect, uh, uh, reflect the love and personhood and power of Jesus Christ. We really must demonstrate those three words. You ended us with grace, love, and forgiveness. Let us pray. O oh God of grace and God of love and God of forgiveness, pour your power of healing upon our world, upon your world, upon our neighbors, and upon our nations. O oh God, we pray indeed that those who are lonely will find a friend in you and maybe find a friend in hearing this word of encouragement. You love us with an everlasting love, and we are thankful to be recipients of that grace. Now give us the strength and power to be instruments of your grace so that we might indeed love others, even the stranger in our midst. It is in Jesus' name we pray, amen.
0: Amen. Our guest today on the United Methodist People Podcast with Reverend Dr. Brad Miller, Indiana Area Bishop Julius Trimble, and Indiana Laney, Indiana Conference lay leader David Johns. Thank you for joining us. Consider yourself encouraged and appreciated for listening to Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Now, please share the blessing and encourage others in your life to listen. To Be Encouraged, you can do just that by pointing your people to the website tobeencouraged.com. That's T-O-B-E-E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-D.com or connect through Apple Podcasts where you can follow, rate, and review To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julia C. Trimple. When you do that, you're doing your part to bring a good word to a discouraged world. Remember to listen next week, to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tribble, and never forget, God loves you, and there's nothing you can do about it.